When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome to Press This, the WordPress community podcast featuring exclusive content and interviews with leaders in the WordPress community, covering everything from development to integrating your digital marketing strategy with WordPress. Join host David Vogelpohl of WP Engine and special guests from across the community as they keep you up to speed on the latest advancements in WordPress. Let's get started. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Press This, the WordPress community podcast on WMR. This is your host, David Vogelpohl. I support the WordPress community through my role at WP Engine, and I love to bring the best of the community to you here every week on Press This. As a reminder, you can follow me on Twitter at WPDavidV. You can subscribe to Press This on iTunes, iHeartRadio, Spotify, or download the latest episodes at WMR.FM. In this episode, we're going to be talking about the challenges and opportunities of scaling your agency business. And joining us for that conversation is Mr. Vince Graziano. Vince, welcome to Press This. Uh, thank you, Dave. I'm excited. Thanks. I know. I'm excited to have you here. It's a, such an interesting and, and valuable topic for folks out there thinking about scaling up their business. Uh, really excited to hear some of your thoughts today around the challenges you think agencies face with scale uh, in terms of their organization and their revenue, and just generally your thoughts around you know, your strategy around what projects you take on, um, how to get that exponential growth. And so as someone who's lived that journey events, I'm very interested to hear your take on these challenges and strategies. So thank you for coming on. That's my pleasure. Um, cool. So the first question I'll ask you is the same one I ask every guest. Uh, briefly, tell me your WordPress origin story. Yeah, so I think, you know, for us, we started making static HTML websites back in the early 2000s. Uh, but as the World Wide Web evolved, you know, we as a business had to evolve with it. So during that transition, we searched for a platform that would allow us to scale our business and, and not necessarily our expenses. And WordPress was a per perfect fit to allow us to do just that. Um, obviously, the platform, uh, number one website platform out there with great industrial strength ar architecture, uh, has great premier hosting capabilities, thousands of designs, thousands of plugins kind of out of the box to get the party started. Um, and then when we were thinking about this transition, we said, hey, we really need to work on a platform, right? One platform to allow the production to seamlessly flow through that production line. Um, as well as when we're recruiting and hiring resources, we don't have to try to find multiple resources to handle 
you know, websites on multiple platforms. Um, and because of this, uh, you know, WordPress really um, hit home and, and really allowed us to, to scale our business and make sure that we can help not only um, help our clients quickly and, and effectively, effectively, but make sure that resources that we're hiring can handle any task we give them. I love it. I love it. So you, you kind of started already kind of in this space of helping clients build their digital presence. And you were doing that with like these hand-coded sites and you're thinking like, geez, it must be a faster way to do this and a way to standardize. And that, that kind of drew you to WordPress, uh, which is very similar actually to my own origin story, at least in terms of using WordPress as kind of like my platform of choice. But um, when did you, when did you, adopt WordPress, like roughly? I would say it was about 2008. We started dabbling into it. Um, obviously, WordPress was kind of newer at the time. I think maybe they were still in the 1.0 stages. Um, I think about 2010 was when we really took off with it and started using that as the sole platform. Ooh, you and a lot of other people. That was the year custom post types and custom meta were released in core. And that was a big moment where um, not only did people start adopting WordPress more like yourself, um, other, uh, other major agencies in the WordPress ecosystem as well, but that was also the dawn of a lot of tools in the WordPress ecosystem. Uh, things like WooCommerce, Genesis, and other kind of major popular things we use today. So you, you were right in there in a good sweet spot, Vince, when you started Absolutely. adopting. Absolutely, yep. Um, awesome. So you... Uh, running this business private, uh, beyond private label. Could you tell me a little bit about that? Yeah. So beyond private label, uh, we're, we're just a white label digital fulfillment agency. We create, fulfill and manage a, a full suite of digital products for, for agencies, both nationally and internationally, uh, products such as obviously websites, videos, SEO, SEM, social media management, um, you know, you name a digital product. We, we probably do the fulfillment for it. Um, our team here, what we do is we really enable agencies to seamlessly offer this full suite of white label digital products to their customers. And then we do all the fulfillment and the customer facing interactions uh, on their behalf. So once a sale is made, we work directly with the client in a white label fashion to, um, to, to create and fulfill and manage that, uh, that product. This allows our partners to really stay focused on selling and, and we focus on the fulfillment and, and management. Did you always do that in your business? Uh, did you have like a more traditional agency that preceded that or did Beyond Private Label do that originally? Or oh, help me understand that. Yeah, so we, um, we did start off in, in the retail space uh, in, in the early 2000s. And um, just by some connections, we we ran into a couple of agencies that wanted to offer these solutions, but wanted to kind of keep it under their umbrella and just have us as a as their website division. Um, and it made sense, right? It not only did it make financial sense, but it it made sense on our on our end so that we didn't have to hire a team of uh, more salespeople to go out and sell where we can kind of lean on our channel partners to do the selling and then we do the fulfillment. So um, that blew up quickly, right? I mean, we it just, our, our sales catapulted, you know, 500% and said, hey, this could work in, in, in a bigger facet, right? So we reached out to um, a lot of other channel partners who had a uh, sales force that had a big book of business and 
here we are, you know, 15 years later, uh, working behind the scenes with, with a lot of agencies out there and doing all the fulfillment for them. So to wind the clock back, you're kind of operating this more traditionally focused agency business. Um, it's interesting. I never heard that return to like retail, but that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, at least in that context, of course. And, um, but you're, you're operating it and you think like these opportunities kind of come across your plate and you're thinking like, well, okay, great. Free work. I like that. We're going to go ahead and do this. And you say it starts to get success there. So like, did you find as you were thinking about like this, this notion of scaling your agency business in, into a new area, in this case, like white label services, um, it sounded like you just kind of stumbled into that instead of like thinking like now's the right time to scale. It was like, you were kind of taking advantage of the opportunity on your plate. Would you classify it like that? Yeah, I would. I mean, we, um, we, you know, when we were contacted by this, this company, they were actually training entrepreneurs at the time. And um, they said, we have this marketing box, like, you know, out of the box marketing set that we want to give all of these entrepreneurs when they're done with the training and, and websites being one of them. Uh, and, you know, and they were training, you know, a couple of hundred um, students a, a month, right? And they said, we want, when they're done, we want them to be able to go out and market that business. And obviously a website has to be part of that marketing initiative. Um, and boom, there you go. You know, we were, we were doing about 200 a, a month. And then we said, hey, we can really um, lean on this and, and go after other uh, channel partners who have, uh, again, a big, big sales force. And we went to uh, the Northeast uh, coast and we had about 17 appointments. We came back with 10 partners and we said, let's do it. Let's start hiring training. Um, and training. And we kind of got off into it. So if you were like conveying this to someone else who is operating a more traditional uh, agency, kind of retail agency type experience, it sounds like, like one of the things is what you did anyways, was to watch for these opportunities that were in front of you rather than necessarily only relying on this kind of uh, kind of future, invent the future type of thing. It's more like, oh, wait, no, this is right in front of me. And I, I know how to do this and I know what it is. And it seems like there's traction here. Um, it, 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 would, would it be fair to say that your, your strategy there was more opportunistic than like inventing the future? I mean, I'm sure you're inventing it as you go along, but it was like you took advantage of what was right there in front of you. Yeah, I think the timing was right. Um just because with, with our initial partner, uh, we were already doing some business with them. But as we, we saw um, the opportunity in front of us, um, with it being right around 2006, 2007, we said, you know what, there's a lot of sellers out there that are, are uh, hungry to sell other items or other products, right? And obviously digital was, it was it was new, but it was the right time, right? Like around, right around 2006, 2007. So when, what we did was we went after and connected with partners that are uh, were selling, um, you know, maybe print ads or TV ads or radio ads and saying, hey, these people also need websites. They also need these other digital products, right? So, um, that like was that. The you kind of dialed in on this need and they had resources that you were able to leverage, which allowed you to move faster. And of course, it also allowed your partners to move faster. Very clever. 
I want to get more into the details here though, because I know there's somebody listening right now. It's like, I'm ready to scale. What do I do? Yeah. Um, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. Time to plug into a commercial break. Stay tuned for more Press This in just a moment. Here's the truth you need to know about podcasting. The biggest problem you face right now as a future podcaster is the myth that it takes an enormous amount of time or effort to produce a high-quality professional podcast. Luckily for you, there's a solution to your problem. If you're an online marketer who really needs to grow an audience of buyers but can't do all the heavy lifting alone, then here's the solution you're looking for. Introducing the DFY Podcasting System. Here's what you get. 30 minutes of one-on-one training. A weekly podcast for you or your company. Distribution to almost every podcast portal. An embeddable player for your website. An ebook called How to Podcast, created for WMR.FM show hosts. And much, much more. And best of all, you'll start seeing results with the DFY podcast system within a couple of weeks. You're just one podcast away from growing brand awareness and engagement in your business. Log on to podcast.wmr.fm and sign up for a deeply discounted rate today. That's podcast.wmr.fm. Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. Top SEOs send you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let Top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. Let's press forward with more Press This, only on webmasterradio.fm. everyone. Welcome back to Press This, the WordPress community podcast on WMR. This is your host, David Vogelpohl. I'm interviewing Vince Graziano about scale, the challenges and opportunities of scaling your agency business. Vince, right before the break, you shared your journey kind of in a traditional agency sense, starting to look into like, well, hey, should we re-pivot here or, or exclusively focus on this opportunity of providing white label services to other agencies? And as I think about that, and I heard you say like, oh, we went out and hired and we went out and did this and we went out and did that. We, we started to like expand and change who we were. Um, what challenges did you or even do you now still face when like scaling up that, that, that this kind of new effort and new focus within your business? Yeah, well, I think it, um, I, I probably have to take a step back and as when we realized that opportunity that was out there to help us really exponentially grow our company before we, we went out and, and reached out for new opportunities, we really had to make sure our infrastructure and our procedures were in place, right? And that was, you know, moving to one platform uh, so that we can easily and, and quickly uh, push projects through the production line. But, but creating those procedures as well um, so that when we do need to hire and recruit new resources, we didn't have to sit there and have two to three of our existing employees train new, new employees, right? because that just taps into your production environment, which, which obviously slows it down and creates a bottleneck. So um, what we did was when we had the infrastructure and procedures in place, we were able to scale quickly. And that's really when we took the jump 
and said, okay, let's go scale this thing, uh, which really made it a seamless transition for us because when we brought new partners on and new projects on, we were able to get them right in the pipeline and, and start uh, building those sites and those products in a timely fashion. And, um, and that starts that compounding recurring revenue stream that you know, website hosting and maintenance and these other digital products can offer because the sooner you get them live, the sooner they get that recurring revenue stream going. And um, obviously that, that continues onwards and onwards and grows exponentially month over month, year over year. So uh, the, the question was the challenges, right? And I think having the infrastructure and procedures finalized prior to scaling, Again, made that made it pretty seamless for us. But challenges that we hear and that we've seen um, from other agencies is the hiring, recruiting, and, and training part of it, right? Where um, if you're not using one platform to to create websites, for example, uh, it's tough to find a bunch of different resources that have different skill sets that can only work on specific projects. So you know, honing in on one platform. And, and putting those procedures in place um, is gonna allow any and all of your employees that you have uh, to be able to work on any project that you give them. So I, th I think so that is, go ahead. I was gonna say, it sounds like just from the high level, it's like you almost need the ability to say yes to the deal, right? You need to have a way of working, which you described as kind of the infrastructure and procedures. You need people to work um, and to train them on those things. And uh, you need them to be available either through hiring, recruiting, or training, and I guess also outsourcing as a potential way to attack these. But um, it sounds like from the high level, at least if I could had to summarize what you said, is you need the, the biggest challenge there is the ability to say yes to the work. Yeah, that's right, right? You don't want to obviously turn away work, which is you know one of the, the challenges we hear often is it's not the right product type or it's not the right technology and um, obviously the last thing you want to do is turn away work so um, putting that infrastructure uh, and those procedures together is going to allow you to say yes and and make good money off of it because those procedures are in place yeah i remember my agency days i had a lot of partners that would just do like radio and tv ads and then they would outsource the the web dev work to me and my team um, and I, I found those kind of partnerships incredibly valuable, but they would often bill for that straight up with their clients. We wouldn't necessarily white label it fully, but um, it was, you know, they would get a bill from the other agency and then the agency would pay us for our work. And it was a way for them to expand their scope and for us to pick up some extra work, which was nice. Yeah, absolutely. Um, like, so as people like agencies and freelancers, like think about like, well, how do we expand our scope? Like they'll oftentimes think of like, oh, well, I'll do a new type of platform or I'll do a new type of thing. Um, but I think one of the other ways that really kind of gets people wrapped around the axle, if you will, is the scale of the projects to take on. Like if I'm a big agency, do I take on smaller deals to make more money uh, in the aggregate? If I'm a small agency, do I try to, you know, swim out, uh, punch above my weight a little bit and take on a bigger project? How do you think about the use of like the scale of a project uh, in, in informing like what an agency should do or not do in terms of scaling their own revenue? Yeah. Um, well, I think that compounding recurring revenue stream adds up really quickly if, if you do it right. And, and I think smaller projects can be very profitable if um, if we're able to price them right and manage them correctly, right? Uh, and especially if you have a lot of them, 
um, you know, the, the key is to price them right to build up that compounding recurring revenue stream. Um, so, you know, so for example, if you were to add, you know, 15 new small sites a month, and let's say you bill them roughly $150 a month for hosting and maintenance, you'd make close to $175,000 in the first year and probably right around $500,000 after the second year. I mean, those are real numbers, right? Um, and we find websites are the stickiest and most profitable subscription-based product because every business needs a website. Um, they're going to continue to use that website. And I know that um, every two to three years, these these clients are going to get a refreshed website or a redesigned website. So you're going to be the one that they contact first to, to get that redesign, right? So this is that um, really sticky retention play here um, and that compounding recurring revenue is just going to continue to grow. So I think taking on smaller projects is definitely something every agency should look into uh, because those numbers that I threw out there, that's only if you add 15 new sites a month and that those numbers didn't include the setup fees. Those were just monthly fees if you're going out there billing them at $150 a month. Um, those are those are big numbers. And then as we talked about a little bit about, ago is uh, you want to kind of play defense too, because if you turn down a small website today, they could end up being that huge client that wants full service and has a huge digital marketing spend tomorrow. Um, you don't want to lose that, that client. Um, if we had a, a really good example, because this happened a very, very long time ago, a friend of ours, he got contacted by a company who was making a concept out of their garage. Um, and that company was called five hour energy. And he took on that partner or took on that client, made them a very small website. But as you know, it today, they're this multi-million dollar business and they've probably revamped and refreshed their website 10 times over. Um, and he's their web guy, right? He's their web team. Um, and he has had them as a very large client for the last 15 plus years. But he said, no, I'm not interested in this five or 10 page website. You're too small for me right now. Um, he didn't do that. He took it on. And um, here he is uh, making some good money off of it month over month. I think those are great points. Thinking about agencies servicing large brands and like thinking about the value in taking on smaller projects. I liked how you coupled in the maintenance plan component of that. And I used to love in the agency business how other agencies would ignore lifetime value because I wouldn't. And that meant that I got advantages in advertising and in and, and, and thinking about projects more holistically and what we would take. And I too have a, a kind of small to large uh, story like that's actually WP Engine. Uh, they hired my agency, uh, I guess, geez, like nine or 10 years ago now uh, for a $1,200 AdWords project, which was below our minimum starting point, but we took it anyways and it kind of worked out. So absolutely. Uh, yeah. Big. You never, you never know what you're going to get. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and I think that's really, uh, you know, poignant because I think a lot of, you know, agencies that have kind of quote, you know, made it or are making it or like, ah, oh, we don't care about the small projects, but there's a lot of value buried there. I want to talk to you though about the other way around. Like I'm small and I want to go big or I want to do more. Um, we're going to take one more break and we'll be right back. Time to plug into a commercial break. Stay tuned for more Press This in just a moment. Ready to do a podcast for your business? Make that podcast elevate to enterprise level. Let webmasterradio.fm expedite and execute your podcast to build your brand and broaden your customer base. Webmasterradio.fm has worked with the world's biggest tech brands, 
Google, Yahoo, and Bing, and have worked with fast-growing brands like ShipStation and GoDaddy. Now it's your turn. Contact brasco at wmr.fm and rush your enterprise-level podcast into production at a very reasonable rate. Email brasco at wmr.fm. Are you looking for the best in WordPress speed, security, and scalability? WP Engine is a digital experience platform for WordPress, powering digital experiences for large brands around the world. With easy-to-use site management tools and powerful do-it-your-way development features, WP Engine gives you the flexibility to build it your way. Improve your SEO and conversion rates with a faster site on WP Engine. Learn more on WPEngine.com. Let's press forward with more Press This, only on webmasterradio.fm. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Press This, the WordPress community podcast on WMR. We're in the middle of our episode talking about the challenges and opportunities of scaling your agency business. Vince, right before the break, you talked to us a little bit about strategies to think about, like if you're servicing large customers and large projects and thinking about the value in those smaller ones, I liked your kind of LTV type approach, like future projects, recurring revenue, all of that adds up. What about the other way around? I'm small and I want to branch out. Um, how do you uh, typically think about those strategies or work with your clients when they think about that? I think, you know, larger projects are going to bring in a, a pretty large um, setup fee, right? Which you're going to make some really good money on. Um, and too many people or too many agencies that we see make a mistake of, okay, we, we, we're going to build or build this beautiful, huge site, but then we give it away and we allow them to host it somewhere else, right? Um, what we should do and what a lot of agencies should do when they're looking at these bigger projects is tack on the hosting and the maintenance because the maintenance, even if you charge them, let's say $199 a month and you give them an hour or two of changes a month, they're going to make a ton of changes. It's going to continuously evolve you know, week over year, maybe, maybe every day, right? They might I be feel like the, I feel like the revenue part of it's clear. I think people yeah. like know, like if I do a bigger project, I make more money in some way, but like they're, they're scared to say yes to the work because they've never said yes to it or they're scared because it's like too much money on the line and something like bigger than they're used to handling. Like how do folks deal with that? Yeah, I think, you know, you, you, you know, the growing pains are good pains to have. And I think if you're, if you're, if you have the right infrastructure and platforms in place, I'm confident that they're going to be able to fulfill that project in, in an effective way and make really, really good money doing it. Um, but also, if not, you can always look for that white labeled um, website provider that can help you with that because the last thing you want to do is turn away that business because they might have this huge marketing spend for these other digital products that you service. Uh, that you can make good money on into perpetuity. So why not lean on a web firm or white labeled, you know, website provider that can do that fulfillment for you in that white label fashion, keeping that business relationship with you and allow you to be top of mind when they, for all other online and offline market initiatives. So the idea there is that you find that area that you don't do, whether it's building websites or, uh, maybe optimizing ad campaigns, like that kind of thing. You find a partner, whether it be, say, uh, I'm guessing maybe freelancers and contractors, but or maybe a white label service like what Beyond Private Label provides, 
And that's your path, I guess. So you don't have to worry about being the expert at that thing. Is that the gist? Yeah, that would be that would be a great idea, right? Not shamelessly plugging it. Um, oh, yeah, I mean, but, whether it's y'all or freelancers or whatever, exactly. like the idea is you could augment it with an expert without actually having to like make that be part of your business officially. Yeah, yeah. My, my thought would be don't scale your expenses, scale the company. And the way to do that is with fixed expenses and outsourcing delivers that. Yeah, it's a really interesting kind of angle. What do you think about, uh, like, I mean, it makes a lot of sense. And I did this also in my agency, so I have familiarity with it. But like, it's a good way to like test stuff out too, right? Like, am I going to really do this? I guess we'll outsource it for a few projects and see how it goes. Um, how do you think of like the disclosure side of that? Like, do you feel like it just depends on the thing, whether you should be kind of upfront that you're off outsourcing part of it? I mean, I know like these projects can be a blend of like in-house and outsource resources at different agencies disclose or not disclose, but how do you think of that? Yeah, you know, I always kind of defer, you know, to, to our partners and making that executive decision. I mean, we as a company, as Beyond Private Label, we are completely white label. We, we don't exist. I mean, um, we never say who we are, where we are, or anything like that. Um, but if you have the logistics in place, branded phone numbers, branded emails, um, you know, you're never, that cat's never going to get out of the bag that they're not part of that agency. Um, also, you can say, hey, we have a strategic partnership, right? We have a strategic partnership with this outsource provider. They're experts at what they do. We want to give you the best of the best because, you know, um, we want you to be successful and that's why yeah, we're, we're going to direct the voice and they're going to do the the technology parts and the design parts to make sure you get it exactly like you need it. So, uh, something akin to that. Yeah, exactly. Yep. That's awesome. Well, I know you don't officially exist, Vince, but I appreciate <laughs> you coming on the podcast today. Yeah, it was my pleasure. Uh, I really appreciate your guys' time and hopefully this was informational for people. Yeah, I think so. I definitely wish I had heard this podcast uh, 10 years ago. So it would have uh, saved me a lot of headaches and given me a lot of things to noodle on. Um, if you'd like to learn more about what Vince is up to, you can visit beyondprivatelabel.com. Thanks everyone for listening to Press This, the WordPress community podcast on WMR. Again, this has been your host, David Vogelpohl. I support the WordPress community through my role at WP Engine. And I love to bring the best of the community to you here every week on Press This. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, 
planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.